Now, I want you undivided attention while I read some verses from the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him, insomuch that the blind and the dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? Who's doing this wonderful thing? Uh, isn't he? That's David's boy doing that. Isn't that David's son? Can't you whisper around? Who? Who is he? Look what he's doing. All right. When the Pharisees heard it, see, they heard that. When the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow uh, doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devil. They couldn't deny he'd done it. That it was, but uh, his motive was wrong. That's always where false religious leaders wind up. They see a miracle. There's a miracle, and they say, well, uh, the motive was wrong. A man comes to town and preaches, and souls are saved. He's an evangelist. People are brought to Christ, and they say, well, the town was transformed, all that. Many were saved, but he's out for money, see? It's the same old thing. Human nature is just the same. You know, there isn't any difference between this generation fundamentally and all the past generations. Always, just read the Bible. Won't know human nature. Same thing. You meet this every day in the world. What are they up to? What are they up to? What are they going to do? You know, a fellow said that not long ago about Bob Jones University. He said, what are those fellows up to? They're trying to take the country over? Take the country over. Say, it must be in bad fix if you need Bob Jones University to take it over. If, if one poor little school's going to take it over. What's he up to? You've heard that so many times. I've been hearing that all my life. I heard that when I was a boy in southeast Alabama, out in the woods, preaching. I remember the first collection I ever had from meeting. I preached for a week or so, and a lovely girl went around in the community and canvassed everybody in the neighborhood and all the surrounding territory. I got $11. $11. That's first money I ever had in my life, preaching the gospel. And they said, he's out for money. He's out for money. <laughs> All through the years that way. What's he up to? All right. And Jesus knew their thoughts. By the way, if you want a good text, I'm going to preach a sermon on that someday myself. But I haven't done it yet. If you want a good text, and Jesus knew their thoughts. Just stop right there. And Jesus knew their thoughts. That's awful. That's terrible. That scares you. That, that frightens you. Your wife may not. Husband may not. Mother and dad may not. Sister and brother may not. But Jesus does. He knew their thoughts. He looks at the heart. He doesn't wait to see you do something and say, look what he's done. He sees you before you do it. The only way we can judge people is by what they do or by what they say. See, you hear a man say something. And you say, that came out of a certain kind of heart. Jesus told you he could do that. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the heart, man swears, he's profane. Tells dirty jokes, has a dirty heart. Now, he said, you can judge him by the words. I judge him before they speak. I know what they're going to say. What's inside before it comes out? We judge men by deeds. We see a man kill somebody. We say, he's a murderer. Jesus said, yonder goes a murderer down the street. Yonder he is. I didn't see him. He's a murderer. I see him before he does it. He sees the murderer before he pulls the trigger. He sees you. Listen to me, young people. I, I was thinking night before last. 
when Bob was preaching to you that sermon on God's soul, God's soul, God's soul. I'll tell you, it's an awful thing to walk across this campus and not be right with Almighty God. It's an awful thing to walk across this campus and not be right, right. Listen, if you don't think right, you'll never live right. And he th- knew their thoughts. All right, and he said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against it itself shall not stand. Bob Jones University, divided against itself, won't stand. It may be brick and mortar. It may be yet together. There may be classrooms. There may be schedule. There may be matriculation. There may be dead form of chapel service. But the thing for which Bob Jones University was founded ceases when there's internal division. I've said so many times, all the guns mounted upon hell's battles can never hurt this school. If it's ever hurt, it's hurt inside. The early church was invincible. When those little, wonderful, marvelous men that Jesus called into his service, some of them fishermen, humble men, tax gatherers, gathered them together and gathered them around himself on the day of Pentecost and poured the Holy Ghost out upon them. They went out to shake empires and turn the current of history. They were invincible. Nothing could stop them. Prison walls, martyrdom, persecution, fires, hatred. Nothing could stop them. They'd walk through fire, go through prisons. Nothing could stop them. They were invincible. The church prospered. They couldn't kill them as fast as they were converted. Cut off one head and somebody walk up and say, let me take his place. Some lovely girl was fed to the lions for Jesus. And while her blood was fresh on the ground and lions were licking their blood, another girl would rush into the arena and take a place. And they said the folks had turned the world upside down and come this way. Then they went on one day. They said, let's fix it up so it suits the world. We'll make up with paganism. We'll join arms with them. We'll march with them. And then something went out of Christianity. You had church walls, ecclesiasticism, church ceremonies, religious parades, mighty influence with governments. But that strange power went out. God said, I'll pick up somebody else. Gather one here, one here. Now, Bob Jones University doesn't have internal trouble. We don't have it. Listen, we are told to resist the devil. And we resist him on the inside. We don't have it. The secret of the success of this school, and I'm not boasting about it, has been the most marvelous thing ever known in America, all things considered. There never has been anything in this country like it. Founded by a man didn't know education. Started off with any, nobody back of us. No church, no machinery, no government. No convention, no conference, no assembly. Start off like Pushed around, kicked about, cuffed, slandered, lied about. But nothing stopped it. The news spread that there was a school that had culture. It had high academic standards that demanded efficiency and hard work. A place where a man doesn't take the place of intellectual sweat. 
a place where singing the choir doesn't take the place of any kind of hard work you ought to do. And missionaries went out, students of the place. And you spread around. And somebody said, I've been looking for them. And they began to come to the ends of the earth. And here you young people come to the center of this miracle. Some of you crossed the ocean to get here. Some of you traveled miles. Some of you came here because your mother prayed some money into the hands of your old dad so you could get here. Here you are. Listen. If we let the devil stay inside here, God Almighty ought to hate us. Perhaps he's been so good to us. Now, he said, you divide against yourself. We move here like one army. Nobody has to come here. Nobody has to stay here. Ever remember this fact was employed on the depth of understanding? Any time he doesn't like it, he can quit. Any student that comes here that doesn't like the setup, let him go get his own setup. Not let him go sit back on the front porch at home, get off this campus. Internal trouble. That's what's wrecked this country. This there's not a great religious denomination in America. It isn't divided. Some crowd here and some yonder. And Christendom itself is divided to the conservatives and the moderns. And some of them that there's another little class I have a contempt for, and that's the pacifist. I admire a conservative. I don't agree with a modernist, but I have some respect for a modernist that stands up and tells the world where he stands. But I've got a contempt for a dirty, rotten, pussy-putting preacher. It's on both sides of the fence. The most contemptible man in America is not the modernist. It's a straddle. I know some preachers have stretched their legs so wide trying to walk both paths until they've torn themselves in two. The legs won't reach any further. Modernists got more modern and fundamentalists over here. They just can't reach. Bob Jones University takes no, makes no apology. We tell the whole wide world everywhere and we want to tell them where we stand. It's a dirty, crooked shame to get a student in some institution thinking he's getting a Christian education when he isn't. Divide against yourself. Jesus said division means destruction. All right. Notice now. But if Satan is, if Satan is cast out, Satan, uh, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? He's not divided. His gang stick together. He issues the orders. His kingdom not divided. Devil's gang are on his side. And they work for him day and night. The form conspiracies in this country. Now go on. Said if and if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. 
But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If this is God's business, and you reject it, you reject God Almighty. That's what he told me. Call me David soon. Say, I'm doing this thing in Beelzebub, above the prince of demons. Putting that kind of stuff out around you. You religious leaders. He said, if I'm doing it that way, lights come to you. You've seen it. What are you going to do about it? Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he shall uh, spoil his house? Other words, how can I deliver them unless I conquer the devil? Greater than the devil is here. That's Jesus Christ. Call me the son of David. I walked into his house and bound him. He takes orders from me. I took this man away from him. Now notice. He that's not with me is against me. He that gathers not with me scatters abroad. He that's not with me is against me. Now I have but about ten minutes. And I got to where that to start. He that's not with me is against me. Now wait a minute. There's no middle ground in this Christian business. You are saved or you're lost. Your face is towards heaven and your back towards hell, or your face is towards hell and your back toward hell. You can't be neutral. Listen, and you can't be neutral about a Christian issue. If you go to church on Sunday and wonder if your pastor is orthodox, he isn't. Woman said, You know, I wonder every time I hear my pastor preach if he's orthodox. He isn't, sister. You don't wonder that about an orthodox man. An orthodox man's an orthodox man. You know, you never heard anybody say Bob Jones was a modernist. You never heard anybody call this a modernistic school unless he just wanted to tell us straight out loud. They might say we're fanatical. They might say we go to extremes. You know, extreme means for some people that you move towards Jesus further than they've known. Extremes for some people means you don't mean in estimate, you don't compromise, you don't push it, but you don't make up with the world, you don't fight with the devil, you don't run around with the devil. And you're a fanatic. Don't be afraid of call, being called a fanatic. On the day of Pentecost, they said they were drunk. Wait just a minute. They said that Jesus Christ was beside himself. He is crazy. They said Paul, the scholar, they said he knows so much he's gone crazy. He's mad. Listen, there is no more sane spot on this continent than this place right here. It's practical. The business administration is carried on with sanity. Ask the bank. These are sane teachers. You've come to terrible days in this country when you can't be Christian without being considered crazy. And you can't run a normal Christian institution and give Jesus Christ first place without being called fanatics. 
That's no reflection on the school. It's a reflection on the age in which the school was found. You don't see anybody on your abnormal. It takes a normal person to keep on this campus and keep up. You can't be, you couldn't be crazy and keep up here. You got to have sense to know when the next meeting is. And how I'm going to get there on time. Let's run so we can get to breakfast. You couldn't, listen, listen, a man couldn't be insane in teaching this school. You got so night in this country, the fellow has to have scholarship. And if he's a scholar, scholarly man, he's bugs. Well, a man can't be bugs and teach him. Somebody say, he, she's a musician. She's temperamental. She's just a little bit wobbly. <laughs> well, she wobbles off of this place if she's like that. <laughs> listen, listen. Last year we had 102 denominations represented on this campus. 102 of them. 102 on this campus lived together for one whole school year. And nobody got his throat cut. Why, you can take the average town in this country. The preachers can't get along. You know, I, never was, I never was in a large ministerial association in my life. They didn't have divisions. We have a hundred, over a hundred denominations represented here last year. Didn't, didn't have any fusses. And we didn't do one of us compromise any conviction we had. Nobody compromised it. We just had good sense. And we're good Americans. Listen, they come from the north, the south, east, and the west. Come down here from Maine to South Carolina. Come from Seattle to South Carolina. Come from Michigan to South Carolina. Come down to this state, from all over this nation, where your great-great-grandfathers marched to battle on this soil. And where my father was a confederate soldier and your father, a grandfather, a great-grandfather, followed the flag down south. We meet here on a common level and get along. These teachers come everywhere. Here they are together on this platform. Presbyterians, Baptists, Methodists, Christian Missionary Alliance, and so on and so on. Say, who said we are crazy? takes sanity to get along like this. Let me tell you something, brother. It takes all the brain that all of us can get piled up together. And then we get on, on our knees and beg God Almighty and all the help we can get from Him. But we do it. Crazy. They said that they, they, they slandered Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And if you go His way on His side, you'll have to take on His enemies. Just take his enemies on. They're against Jesus Christ, the world. He's still the betrayed Son of God by the kingdoms of the world. But he still works miracles. They never were able to answer anything he said. Listen, I used to think that if you'd stand up and argue with them, they can answer it. Listen, they couldn't answer one word he said. He said, who do... If I do it in the name of the devil, how do your children do it? No, they said, that's getting home to us. 
We sure don't like that. We can't say our boy's got a devil. Our boy's always a good boy. If he has any trouble in school, it won't be his fault. It'll be the fault of, of the deed. And my daughter's such a precious, sweet, angelic creature. Couldn't be nothing wrong with my precious little darling. She's so sweet and so good. Let's, let's, when they slandered Jesus, they slandered their children. Sons and daughters were following him. And as he marched to victory, they marched with him. They that slandered him slandered his friends. Say, if you step over on his side, you take on his enemies. Now, wait a minute. You can't be a pussyfooter and step on his side. I don't like to say this, but I don't know how to say it any other way. It's always a little shocking to me to hear this expression. But I guess it's all right to say it. The most perfect gentleman to ever walk this earth was the Son of God. He never said a coarse thing. Went about doing good. Always at home. Always at ease. Moving all the circles. Perfectly at ease. Never compromised his convictions. A scholar in a religion like Nicodemus come around and see him at night. He could sit down and talk to him with absolute ease. Go out on the street and see a woman there fixing the stone. Walk up and speak kindly to him. He said his kingdom was not of this world. They asked him to try to trap him to line him up against the government, against Rome. And he said, render unto Caesar the things of Caesar's. But don't forget your duty to God. Can you conceive of anybody like that having any enemies? <laughs> they were against him for what he was. Because he was good. Because he wouldn't compromise. They were compromisers and tremors and double-crossers and betrayers of God and the people. That's why they had to envoy him. He that's not with me is against me. Listen, do you want to be with him? Well, if you do, you'll take on his enemies and he still has enemies. If he has enemies to, against his philosophy, enemies to his blood, enemies against his personality, Enemies against the searching words he uttered. Enemies against his philosophy. What was his philosophy? He's directly opposed to the philosophy of the age. If any man will come after me, let him come on and live as he pleases. Now, no longer. Any man come after me, let him express himself and he'll never need another chaperone. You know, she's a lovely Christian girl. And she knows how to take care of herself. The head of a certain religious school in America that's supposed to be fundamental. Not the head of it, but one of the deans in the school. Said to a girl, 
that used to know one of our teachers. I haven't talked to her. Some said to the girl used to work in the office, something else. Said to the teacher that's here now. Said, you know, we don't believe in the Victorian standards of Bob Jones University. Uh, this institution believes in freedom for young people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the devil's talk. The fundamentalists of this nation and the evangelicals of this nation have criticized this school more about its discipline and self-control and self-restraint than the modernists have about our theology. That shows how far gone the age is. Let him deny himself. What is self-denial do? It means saying no to self. That's self-denial. What does self-crucifixion mean? It means taking your old nature out yonder and driving nails through it and hanging it on a cross and killing it. Or putting it down, putting your heel on the neck and say, you stay there. Take up thy cross. Thy cross. Thy cross. Your cross, not your burden. Jesus Christ never told anybody to carry a burden. He said, I'll carry that for you. Cast your burden on the Lord. Take up your cross. A cross is something I don't have to take up. But I take it up for Jesus Christ. A burden is something that I walk over. And, lest I speak reverently, he can't even carry your cross. He carried his own, but you... He can't carry your cross, but he can carry the burden. All the universe rests upon his shoulders. Burdens are not heavy for him, but his cross was heavy. He staggered under it. Going along the road, up the bloody way. He fell under it. But he doesn't stagger under the burden of the universe. All the stars, all the planets, all the worlds. The little atom, one little atom has put a burden of war on the world so heavy it can't stand it. And an atom. What's an atom in a universe? An atom. Poor man. Poor man has the atom on his hands and can't handle it. God Almighty and His Son who made all things and for all things whom all things were made walks down the highway of time into the eternal ages with all the burden of the universe upon Him. He isn't sweating. There's no perspiration on His brow Stained with the blood of suffering. 
But he took a cross and carried it, fell under it. And the contemplation of it out in the garden, perspiration like drops of blood, rolled from his holy breath. He can't carry your cross. I speak reverently. It was all he could do to carry his own. He died on his own. You listen to me, young people. This country has too many people in it singing, By grace am I saved. And I'm with you there, Jesus. That cost you something. Yes, Jesus, I like that. My salvation cost you that. I'm going to live as I please now. Be free. You shut up. We don't want anybody on Bob Jones University campus enrolled as a student that talks like that. One fellow came here from a Christian home, called up his mother and said, I'm 21 years old. I don't want to live under the rules here. And he isn't going to live under the rules here. He's already been tagged and shipped back home. He'd signed the rules. He come here steeped with nicotine and tobacco smoke. And a little piece of paper and a little cigarette tobacco had him down on his back. And he threw up his 21-year-old hands and said, I surrender. I surrender. Deny yourself. I know good folks that smoke. I don't know anybody that does. It wouldn't be better off if he didn't. You meet a good man once in a while that defends smoking. He's nervous. Doctor put him on sleep better at night lives on such strain but I've never known a fellow that once licked tobacco and quit smoking that ever defended not doing it <laughs> you ever hear a fellow say listen they may try to defend things that they do that we don't do on Bob Jones University campus but you can't, uh, you can't say anything against the fellow not drinking and not smoking and not cussing and not hugging women all over the place. You can't say anything against that. You can't say anything against the girl who says my body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to dress modestly like a Christian girl should dress. And I don't want the flower of modesty to wither in my cheek. 
the Bible talks about modesty for women. You can't say anything against goodness. These dirty old Pharisees and Sadducees couldn't say anything against the goodness of the occasion. So they went back and said, he has a bad motive. He's doing it for the devil. That's how logical the argument is. Young people, it's just a day or two till you'll be down classroom work. Just a day or two. Down to the grinding routine. Down to a light that's controlled by the regulations that are necessary for character training and for developing Christian leadership. It's essential. There isn't a rule. There isn't a regulation. There isn't anything on this campus that isn't intended for the development of your character and the equipping you for Christian leadership. And over this land and in other countries, there are hundreds of young people that keep writing back to Bob Jr., the president, and sometimes to me, the founder, and saying, please keep it like it was. The things you stood for there works in Japan and China and Africa and Europe and Alabama and Maine and California and the shadow of Hollywood. Don't ever surrender. And I think I see Jesus Christ looking down over the battlements of heaven today. And you know, he prays for us. He's up there at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, and we need his. We need somebody to say a good word for us. And the devil's always trying to get on this campus. You don't know half of it. We're calling you to the colors on his side for salvation, on his side for discipleship, on his side for philosophy of self-control and self-restraint, on his side. He that is not with me is against me. Blessed Jesus, while our heads are bowed in thy presence, Help us, everyone, to ask ourselves this question. Am I with him or am I against him? We never have understood how the world could have put you on a cross. We never have understood how anybody could spit in your face. We never have understood how anybody could have treated you like you were treated. We don't see how we could have done to you what we've done in our own lifetime. Lord God, we come to these day in this chapel service with these new students and old ones here, and faculty old and new. I want to tell you again that this is your school. We build it on your ground, out of material that you made. There isn't a nail that you didn't put that metal in some mine somewhere. And the money that's been put here has been put here by the hands of God's loyal people around the world. 
because they said we are for Jesus and want to help Bob Jones University. Lord God, we dare not betray you. May this year be the greatest year the schools ever known. Somehow thou hast laid a sense of obligation on the hearts of all the faculty and students and executives a little heavier than we've ever had before. Let the power of God come down. And when this year is over, may we be able to look back and say, Jesus, we worked on your side this year. We want to be able to say that to him, but when we meet him at the judgment seat of Christ, we want him to say the same thing to us. Keep this school true, never wavering, never compromised till Jesus comes. And he may come soon, we know not how soon. We pray this prayer in his name. Amen.